0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating.
1: Welcome to Cosmic Potato. Hey everybody, welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. We're the podcast that reminds you that fish don't fry in the kitchen, beans don't burn on the grill. (laughs) I'm sitting here at the Hoover Public Library where we're having NerdCon Monthly and sitting across from me is David C. Robertson from the DC On Screen Podcast. How you doing?
2: Hey man, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. And your your wife here, what was your wife's name again? Bethany. How are you? Good. Uh, So... We're going to talk about just some random stuff today, but, um, I wanted to, did you watch the, um, the, the all in the family, Jefferson's live event that came on the other night? I didn't.
2: I heard about it though. I I watched it. it
1: and I didn't think it was terrible, but I mean, it was, so it was, um, Jimmy Kimmel wanted to put this thing on because he's like a big classic, you know, TV, Norman Lear type fan and stuff. Yeah. And, um, so they did an episode of All in the Family. The name of the show they called it "Live in Front of a Studio Audience," mm-hmm. and they did. So they did these episodes live, and they had Woody Harrelson playing um, Archie Bunker. That's great. It wasn't. It his performance wasn't that great. I mean, was it not? He, he was just. I mean, because he was just like, come on, little Goyle. You know, he was just, He was trying a little too hard <laughs> But uh, and then Marissa Tomei was playing um, Edith, and everybody would, were, were celebrities that you've seen before. And Jamie Fox played George Jefferson, and oh, wow. it was like it was like Sherman Helmsley had come back to life. You That's know? Great. Mm-hmm. Except that uh, he did forget his lines one time. But, um, and then after they did the uh, All in the Family, they did an episode of the Jeffersons. And, uh, Mar- was her name? Marla Gibbs that played Flo? Was it Marla Gibbs that played Flo? Anyway. That sounds... The original uh, Florence played Florence on the show. But, she just like, cameo at the end or whatever. I'm like, Florence is like 80-something years old now. Man. That's great. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. It was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was interesting. I don't know if it's something that they're going to keep doing.
2: It sounded interesting when I heard about it. It reminded me. Do you, do you remember there was a there was a show that VH1 ran several years ago? And by several years ago, I mean a couple decades ago, probably at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, where they would have bands come on and perform another band's album. No, uh-uh. Mm. uh-uh. and I don't remember who did. I just remember I watched the uh, the I think it was uh, it was somebody doing a uh, an REM album. And REM was in the audience watching the oh, really? I don't remember who it was who was doing it I, it was it was an interesting show though
1: yeah they did a, they did something about 10 or 15 years ago I wish and this this is just coming from the back of my brain right now side so I don't remember the title but they did a show and it was on primetime TV where they would take scripts from old um, sitcoms mm-hmm. and they would reenact that script but use like different characters to play those parts so for instance they did an episode of Married with Children but everybody that was on the show were dressed as characters from the Osbournes That's so crazy. it's almost like it's almost it was somebody pretending to be Ozzy playing out Bundy you know and then they did an episode of Saved by the Bell but everybody was characters from the Phantom Menace you know <laughs> it was <laughs> it didn't last very long but
2: <laughs> I mean no, but <laughs> That's the kind of thing I would enjoy watching probably.
1: (laughs) So I wanted to bring up uh, Endgame uh, just because this is a a geeky podcast and that's kind of what everybody's talking about right now. But Mm -hmm. you've seen it, right? Absolutely. How many times have you seen it? I've
2: only seen it once. I've only had time to see it once.
1: Yeah. See, that's me. I've only seen it once. I wanted to talk about a couple of the theories that I've come up with since. The uh, since I saw it, hey, uh-huh. have you have any? I mean, because this movie is full of like time travel, yeah. and that always brings up, you know, how can this happen if this happens and all that. Mm-hmm. Have there been any other questions that have popped up in your brain since you watched it that uh, that you might have answered for yourself? Or,
2: um, well, not really. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of gonna ignore it. <laughs> look, <laughs> yeah. look, you know, you had the Russos, and they came out and said, you know. Uh, yes, Cap. When he went back, uh, he created an alternate timeline.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know he lived with Peggy in an alternate timeline. You have Marcus and McFeely who said, "No, no, no. He has as long as the the stones are put back." Mm-hmm it's the same timeline. So he exists, you know, he was always supposed to go back. Mm-hmm. Like even in Civil War, or whatever it was, no, it was Winter Soldier, wasn't it? Where he went back and, and saw Peggy, yeah, Peggy yeah, when yeah. she died. Right. Um, that her kids were hers and Cap's kids.
0: So yeah.
1: the
2: writers say it's in, it's in the prime, in quote unquote, prime MCU timeline. The directors say it's an alternate timeline. If the yeah. directors are right, you know, when did he show up? Like, yeah. What, how did he get back to the time, the prime timeline? Yeah. To be sitting on that bench, you know, I kind of <clears> side <throat> with the writers more, but um, yeah, I mean,
1: it's their story basically. I mean, I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, it works both ways
1: because I was thinking about that the other day and I kind of got, uh, I kind of heard a theory that Kevin Smith was doing on, on his podcast. My original thought was, okay, so he travels back in time. The whole, the whole deal with all the time travel in this movie is that you go back in time, you do whatever you need to do, you don't worry about the changes that it makes because it's going to create all these alternate timelines, mm-hmm. and then you're going to use your time travel GPS that they're wearing, and it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to take you back to your timeline, no matter no matter what you do, you're going to go back to your timeline and, and it's all going to be the same. Right. So if he goes back in time and he spends his life with Peggy and he knows that eventually. She's going to die from Alzheimer's in like 2012, 2013, whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he can take his PEM particles or whatever and jump back over into the prime timeline. So, so that explanation works. But then, yeah, he also said, well, she said that she was married, that she had gotten married, but she never said who her husband was and they never showed him. So what if... He was the guy that you know. Did he? Did he go back in time, marry her, and stay in this timeline, have children with her, and everything? But wouldn't that kind of affect the 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 fact that the Cap that's in that timeline being unfrozen and coming back and becoming a an Avenger? And all, I don't know. I don't know how that would uh, how that would affect things. But
2: I wouldn't think it would. I don't wouldn't think that aspect would be affected at all. But it's just it doesn't make sense to me that he could. I don't know. It it seemed like he would be altering the timeline. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me completely either way. Yeah. It's just weird.
1: Well, you also got to think that the the fact that he's going to go back in time to the the 40s. I'm assuming he went to the 40s and he stayed with her from there. Knowing that Bucky is being tortured in Russia Mm. and doing nothing about it.
2: (laughs) But you can't mess with the timeline.
1: Yeah, I guess. That's true. Also, Peggy, if
2: everything, if the writers are correct then that means he would have to go back to, what, the 50s so that he wouldn't mess with the show Agent Carter? Agent Carter, yeah. So he would have to go some, uh, whatever it was, late 50s. And they made a point of showing Peggy Carter, Agent Carter Jarvis.
1: Yeah. Well, that was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, in the 70s. So
2: I'm guessing he had to come back and, well, I guess he he probably went back to where – Tony, he and Tony went and got the, that other stone from the.
1: Uh, but that was in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. yeah so well, they showed 70s. the when they showed them dancing at the at the end, and they kind of panned outside. Mm-hmm. The cars that were going by and stuff looked like it was forties. so okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking he went all the way back to the forties. But I just, in, in my mind, I don't see how you can possibly go back in time and be there at all without creating an alternate timeline.
2: That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think that it's possible that he could go back and stay in the same timeline because there's no way that you could even exist there and not, not create something alternate.
2: But I guess they're arguing that it was a paradox that he was always supposed to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that, (laughs) so um, um, Dr. Strange had looked into the future and seen like 14 million different uh, alternate timelines and stuff and only one of them was the one that they won that one had to have that rat walk in just the right spot Uh (laughs) and step on ant-man's uh uh control box so that he could uh launch him back out of the the quantum realm because if that one thing didn't happen then nothing that happened after that happened so so no matter what the Avengers do. It all depends on the rat
2: going left and not right. <laughs> See, I, I was really, like, I was annoyed by that rat. And I felt like it would have been way better if it had been, like, his friend obsessed. Like, you know, his yeah. friend, like, who talks a lot. Yeah. I don't remember his name. But if he had just been, like, working in that storage unit or something as a guard and going around messing with buttons every day, hoping to get him back somehow. yeah. Like, that would have been. Uh, that
1: reprogram- would have been a great because they they went through the whole uh, first few minutes of the movie before you see Ant Man at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there's a serious tone right there. It would have been a good maybe comedic relief moment or whatever to have him show up at the storage unit and start talking to the guard and kind of recap everything that happened in ant-man and the wasp or something or there at the end or whatever and do the whole the whole thing that they do with him where he's at everybody's using his voice talking and stuff like that <laughs> yes that would have been a good uh, a cool scene uh, to see but yeah i think that the the whole thing with the rat i mean it works in that it, 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 it's it's ant-man because ant-man is impossible anyway Mm-hmm. You know the whole the whole concept of Ant Man. You have to look at that. That that's more comic book than even the comic book stuff that's going on with the Avengers and stuff. Do you have any any uh, theories or anything that you wanted to to throw out? I don't down?
3: think so. You know, I. I had not considered uh, the rat thing, yeah. like uh, something that Doctor Strange had kind of seen. I think it's funny to think of it from that perspective, because in listening to uh, DC on screen, mm. that I know that that was one of the things that Dave was annoyed by, was that the rat just crawled across. Yeah. The, but I figured, you know, it's been... Like, sometime in the past five years or however long it's been in storage or whatever, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it could happen. Something something could walk across there. It's possible that at some random point that could happen. Yeah. But when you think of it in terms of, like, I mean, Ant-Man was really what set things in motion. Like, mm-hmm. it was because of him that they were able to undo everything. Right, yeah. So, he was really important. So... I guess, did
1: Dr. Strange know that that was going to happen? He had to. You know, I mean, that's the only yeah. way that you can explain it. But the, the, then you, you think about the fact, well, this control panel's been sitting here, and it's got such a good battery that it's still sitting there five <laughs> years later, and it's still active. And uh, and there's just one button that if you push it, it just it comes out. <laughs> see,
2: I wanted to know how it got to that storage unit because – as I recall, wasn't it on a rooftop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything was on a rooftop, so if somebody had to move it down there. I figured it would have been his buddy, who would yeah. have been obsessed with it and trying to figure it out and keeping it. Because wasn't it wasn't it
1: his uh, wasn't his van?
2: I think so. They think couldn't so run
1: the plates been. on the van and say, "Oh, this van belongs to such and such or whatever." Of course, he might have been. He might have gotten yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. wouldn't
1: so have to be though. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I mean, if you think about, if you try to do the math of who was snapped that we didn't see and who wasn't, uh, there's a lot. I mean, like for instance, the entire cast of Spider-Man: Homecoming had to have been snapped
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's the only explanation of why he's still in school and the same age as all the kids that he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was there, and Aunt Aunt May, you know, is the same age and all yeah. that, so she had to have gone too. But um, anyway, uh, so Game of Thrones came out, the the series finale. We're not going to talk about the Game of Thrones finale, but what I wanted to talk about was the fact that there were so many fans that were not happy with the finale. So I thought that would be an interesting way to get into talking about series finales that we do like Mm -hmm. and we're satisfied with and series finales that did not satisfy us. Okay. Which I'm sure for me, the list of not satisfied with is probably a lot higher than are satisfied with. Cause I don't think that any TV series, especially series that have been on for several years mm-hmm. are going to wrap things up exactly the way that all the fans wanted to, you know? Um, but I've written down several here and I just wanted to get you guys to, um, give some some ideas of some what are some series finales that you think did a good job of wrapping things up
2: uh the first that comes to mind for me is mash
1: okay yeah that yeah. i think that's probably the highest rated episode of anything that's ever been Still, on tv I mean, yeah. yeah it's like everybody that was watching tv uh at least Three out
2: of five of those people were watching that, that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to get Bethany to watch MASH for years, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, you never seen the show at all? No. Oh, man. I, mean, I was I'm trying familiar to tell her. With it,
0: but
2: I was I like, it. it was something like 84 million people or something watched the last episode. Like, it's something crazy like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was so good.
1: And it, um, it, they still rerun that episode every. Probably Memorial Day. They're probably going to show it this weekend. On like TV Land or MeTV or something yeah, like that. Probably. Uh, but and it's also really long. It's like almost three hours long.
2: Yeah, it's a long episode.
1: But yeah, it did it, it, it. did a pretty good job of wrapping things up, and then they and then they kind of screwed that up with Aftermath a few months later.
0: Uh, <laughs> did you ever probably.
1: watch
2: that? Yeah, I've I've <sighs> I found most of it on YouTube, but it dro- I'm a completist, so it drops me nuts <laughs> that. Like I found like all but like two episodes on YouTube, yeah. And then when you go to Wikipedia, it turns out that those two episodes were never aired in the U.S. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I think they I think they just stopped. They were just like nobody's watching this, so they just stopped. Even though they still had yeah. And if they did that now, they would just say, "Well, we're releasing the last two episodes on our website or something
2: like that." So (laughs) that and the uh, the pilot for Walter. I I, I I never have, saw that. I have all of that. I'm missing those like two episodes of Aftermath. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen most of it. <laughs> I
1: saw the f- I, I saw the first episode of Aftermath because I think it was on YouTube, and uh, I mean it's all right, but it's all characters. All the characters that are, that show is about were characters that were not even like really original characters on Mash because it was Colonel mm-hmm. Potter and Klinger and Father Mulcahy which Father Mulcahy was in the movie but I don't think he was in the first couple of seasons of the show yeah he was was he? Was, he? Okay. he was
2: <coughs> Cleaner was there from the beginning uh, the only person to come over from the movie was was Radar yeah but yeah uh, well yeah
1: the, the actor right? mm-hmm. I mean the, the character was was the character Father Mike He in the first couple of seasons of Marriage? Oh, was he? he? Was. Okay, he was
2: uh, played by uh, Renee O'Brion in the in the movie as well. Yeah, actually. he was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I've got The Sopranos. I, I get arguments about The Sopranos because <laughs> a lot of people tell me that it's that it's a great series finale. Uh huh. I didn't like it. Did you ever watch it?
2: Uh, I uh, okay. Here's the thing about Sopranos. I never watched a full episode. Okay. Um, I have. <coughs> I have a friend who is uh, deeply obsessed with it, and uh, he said, are you ever going to watch this thing? I said, probably not. He said, let me show you the finale. I said, okay. Yeah. And um, this is actually my co-host on DC on screen. and I watched it, and I was like, well, I'm not sure how to feel about it. And I kind of did some research and came back and said, I love it. <laughs> and he was like, no, it was a total cop-out. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but like when you have like Tony and the dude sitting in the boat, talking about death and they're playing don't stop believing Mm -hmm. and then it comes on in the little diner and then you have the dude mysteriously go to the bathroom i think tony's about to die yeah yeah like i like i think that's what's going to happen but i'll also like while i'm annoyed by the ambiguity of that ending i also feel like they're in a space where like look we can do we can throw in certain certain symbols that mean certain things and people are going to pick it up and go oh and then there are other people who are going to be really pissed off if we kill off the main character yeah, yeah. in a diner in the final episode. Like, what did we watch? Because people have, like, this weird thing in their head when they watch just a, movie or a show for a, a certain amount of time that, like, if something bad happens in the end or if it's not exactly what they want, mm. they wasted all those years. And they don't even just quantify it in the time that they – actually spent watching the show. Yeah. They say that's seven years wasted. Yeah, yeah. As if it was actually seven years. Never mind that you actually enjoyed the episodes that right. you watched, yeah. And I'm like, dude, it was probably like two weeks of your yeah. life, yeah. really. <laughs> but I mean <laughs> you know, things should so I, I get the fact that he was it probably was a cop out to some degree because mm-hmm. he didn't want to do something that definitive. And I haven't really looked it up to see if he said like Yes, he I did. did die. Or
1: no, he didn't. Somebody came out later and said that he did die, but I don't remember exactly who it was. I don't remember if it was a person that really, what their opinion really mattered or not. Mm-hmm. But um, I, in my mind, when I saw it at the time, I thought, well, they're doing it that way because they want to give us the sense that he got killed right there, but they don't want to show it happened because if five years from now they decide they want to do a movie or something, which... James Gandolfini's dead now so they're, yeah. they're not, not going to make a movie at least not about him um, that they want they want to have the option of, mm-hmm. of being able to do that so but a friend of mine from the show Christopher D was talk, uh, we were talking about it on an episode a couple weeks ago and he said like, if you think about it the fact that they're playing don't stop believing. You've got that line that the movie never ends, it goes on and on and on and on, you know, is kind of where Tony's headspace is, is that he's always on the brink of being killed. You know, he yeah. never knows when somebody's going to come around the corner and try and kill him. Which, I mean, I, I really like The Sopranos because I really like mafia movies. You know, mm-hmm. some of my co-hosts, they they they, uh, they tell me, yeah, you shouldn't like mafia movies because, you know, we shouldn't glorify uh, terrible people I'm like
0: yeah it's a TV show
1: you know <laughs> Like freaking bad yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, that was another
2: great finale by the way yeah
1: yeah I've got that one on the list too that's the, that was actually the opposite end of the spectrum of The Sopranos where we want to we, we show a definite end to that story mm-hmm. because Walter White uh, very obviously got killed in that episode
2: but so not a definite end for Jesse
1: yeah yeah well you know they're making a movie oh absolutely yeah a TV movie or whatever absolutely. that's supposed to be about what happened to Jesse after that so
2: I'm all on the board I'm all on of <clears> that
1: <throat> yeah so um but yeah and um breaking bad um that really that whole last season was um it was a different it had kind of a different feel from the rest of the series cuz they they did a time jump there you know where he he goes into hiding or whatever and then the next time we see him is several months later and he's deciding you know screw it, I'm coming out and I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of business and Dude, from and then, Jackie
2: Brown is bringing him supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, what about some sitcoms like Seinfeld?
2: Um, was disappointed back when I was what 13, 14 years old and came on. Mm-hmm. As I was a huge, I was a super fan, super fan. Like when it ended, I had every collectible magazine. I've still got; them. they're in my living room. Yeah. Um, I have. Over the years, changed my stance quite a bit on the finale, and uh, a lot of that is from listening to Larry David talk about Which now he's just like, Oh, I did the worst thing ever, like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, but I think I agree with him, I think I agree with what he did because you know they were rumoring, they were talking about doing um, a Kramer spinoff, and, yeah, yeah. And, Any kind of spinoff was going to be a bastardization.
1: Yeah, nineties TV loved to spin people off into,
2: (laughs) and so rarely do you get a Frasier out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Frasier is a fantastic show. Mm -hmm. I, I personally love Frasier about ten times more than Cheers, and that's one of those few instances where it was like, oh, that was just that was perfect. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want to see Kramer the series.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, That that character doesn't work as a main character. Like you have to have somebody like Jerry. I, don't, I didn't want to see George the, the series or whatever they were talking about.
1: For every every for every Fraser, you've got three Joey's. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: <laughs> absolutely. So you know, when, <clears throat> I remember right before the finale came out, Larry David said, "I want to make sure that they never do a spinoff." He says, "If I have to kill them all in a plane crash, I will." So in the first like ten minutes of the episode, that plane starts going yeah. down. I'm like. Oh no! They're gonna kill everybody. He's gonna do. <laughs> um, I I think the uh, maybe the execution of it wasn't great. Like the law that they were, uh, but the the fact is, is, they did it They did belong in jail. I think because if when you really look back, I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, I wanted Jerry and Atlanta get together. Yeah. I wanted them to have the show that, uh, for the NBC, and I wanted them to have a happy ending." Why? Yeah. What about the show ever told you that they were going to have a happy ending? Yeah. They are terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, selfish individuals who really need to go to jail for a year and think about what, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: I think it would have been really unrealistic for George's character to have had a happy ending.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially after what happened with his fiance and everything. I mean, Uh, she basically died because of him because of of his uh, (laughs) cheapskate uh, nature or whatever.
2: I love that last bit where they're in the the prison cell, the tiny little prison cell. And Jerry says the same thing he did to him. Like the first thing he said to George, the pilot, he was like, let's see that. butt is in the worst possible spot. Yeah. He's like, I think we've had this conversation before because not only are they in a physical prison, they're in a you know they're in a symbolic prison. Like they are going to be caught in their own little like prison of minutia like that mm-hmm. for the rest of time. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. The, the older I get, the more I like the finale. <laughs> I did
1: I did not have a problem with the finale's uh, uh, story. Mm-hmm. The what I did not like about that finale is that they made it. An hour long, I think it was an hour, it may have been an hour and a half long, but it was it was at least an hour long, but 30 minutes into that was a clip show. I mean, mm-hmm. they they just, I hate it when you're going to have a finale, this is the last time we're going to watch these characters, and then most of it is we're watching clips of shows that we've already seen.
2: Yeah. I, I hate that, so. That didn't sit right with me the first time I watched it, Yeah, but <clears throat> given how much people love those characters, and like I said, like they wanted them to have happy endings. Mm-hmm. I think the clip show was maybe needed to like remind people of all the of terrible, how terrible crap they, were. they did. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: now you you mentioned Cheers. I wanted to I, I wanted to bring up when you said that the reason that Frasier is such a successful show beyond Cheers is because Frasier was a fully fleshed out show before they even. Meant for it to be a spinoff of Cheers,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they were giving Kelsey Grammer his own show, and he was going to play this character that was—I don't even think he was supposed to be a psychiatrist. I think he was just supposed to be a radio show host. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's—he's he's got his brother and he's got his his father there and everything. And then they came to him in the last month or so that Cheers was on. He's like, what do you think about making your character Frazier? And he's like, well, I don't really want to—to to want this to be a spinoff of Cheers or whatever. And they said. Well, I mean, it'll be the same show that you're going to do anyway, and but it'll it'll just be you'll be called Fraser, and it'll be set all the way across the country, so you'll never have to deal with Cheers, and then you know eventually they bring all the Cheers people onto the right, show anyway. Right. But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it was so successful because they did not create it to be mm-hmm. a spinoff of Cheers because if they had, they probably it probably would have been a completely different show. They would have kept him in Boston. And or they would have given or the show would have been a Woody or somebody like that instead of Frasier.
2: But, but that's that's one of the things I loved about it was because they had set all that up. And then when you get Sam coming over to do Cheers, he meets uh, Niles and, and Marty. And of course, in the Cheers continuity. Frazier was an only child mm-hmm. and his father his both of his parents were dead yeah, yeah. so um you know he's like oh that's weird he told me he was an only an only child and Niles is like what why would you do that and, <laughs> and like marty thinks it's the funniest thing until sam goes he told me you were dead <laughs> like, and that's totally something fraser would do yeah like, yeah it's just, it just perfect yeah because
1: i went back i've i've re-watched a lot of cheers over the last few months you know because they're all on netflix and everything and there was an episode where he's talking about his father. And you know, my father passed away when I was 15 or something like that. No, he didn't. As a matter of fact, he was on an episode playing the piano in the, in the back corner. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, but, but Cheers had a, had a pretty good finale.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I really liked the Cheers finale, but yeah, it, it, was, it
2: was pretty good
1: it, because I like it when the finale is pretty much just another episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you've got a scene at the end where they kind of, you know, kind of reminisce or whatever. And, but it, it, when it, when it's just hey, this is another episode of Cheers. You know, here's their hijinks that's that's ensuing this week or whatever. But the, I mean, they did bring Diane back, so mm. that was a that that was a big deal at, at the time. But um, then you've got um, Quantum Leap. Uh.
2: <laughs>
1: David just just dropped his head. <laughs>
2: Inside. <laughs> I don't consider that a series finale. I'm still waiting on something by God. It wasn't,
1: happen. it wasn't really written as a season finale or series. Finale. It was written as a season finale. Yeah. They didn't know at the time that they weren't coming back. Right. right. You know, so, uh, yeah. yeah,
2: it's frustrating.
1: I'm not crazy about that. They, they actually, um, I saw some videos on YouTube where they were talking about this. They actually filmed some scenes that we never see. Mm -hmm. because they only work as it being a season finale. Mm -hmm. They filmed a scene that was supposed to come after the, after the scene where you see Al dancing with his wife. There's a scene that's supposed to be after that, where Al is, um, talking to his wife and it's several years later and, or several months later. And his wife is Sam. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, if I can't, I can't remember the, exactly what happens, but, um, he says that, uh, he says that he needs to go back to the project, and 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 Al goes to the project, and he gets into the accelerator, and he goes back in time, and he's looking for because Sam, Sam's missing, so he's looking for Sam, and then at the the very last scene of the show, we see Al leaping into a woman. He's he's wearing a dress, and that's the last scene of the episode, and then that's supposed to leave it open for. Her uh, the next season to come out. So,
2: yeah, well, based on some of the stuff I've heard about where whether they were planning on going, I'm <clears throat> kind of glad they stopped, they, st- they stopped where they were.
1: Well, that, that, that last season kind of got into the, the studio, the studio says we have some notes or whatever, like, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I want to know what happened <sighs> with the evil leapers, mm-hmm. but, um, that whole conversation with a bartender who was may or may not have been God. Yeah. And, uh, Sam choosing to go help more people. Mm-hmm. I liked all of that. Yeah. But, like, you know, there was that uh, – I've heard or read that they were going to do, like, Sam goes into the far future and just outside of his timeline. And yeah. There was, like, something with him teaming <gasps> up with a kid or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. I never heard scary. that.
1: That's that. But that last season, you know, they started doing crazy stuff, like having him leap into Elvis. Mm-hmm. Which, if you watch that episode, it's not a bad episode. No, it's not no, just It's just the fact that you're playing the lottery of all the people in all of history that he could leap into. And he's going to leap into one of the most famous people
2: that ever lived. Yeah.
1: You know, and then... Um,
2: Didn't he leap into Buddy Holly or something at some point? He
1: or? leaped into someone adjacent to Buddy Holly. Okay. And wanted something. I think that, he met Buddy Holly and, and that kind was of... was
2: like one of the big edicts of the show initially, is that they weren't going to do that. Yeah. And, and then they, they started,
1: started doing, doing that in the first season, yeah. Because <laughs> there's one episode where he just runs into this little kid in the bathroom... And, uh, and just starts having a dance off with this kid. And basically, you find out that he taught Michael Jackson how to do the moonwalk uh-huh. when Michael Jackson was about six, you know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they, 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 they had him leap into the Civil War, which they've always said he can't leap outside his own lifetime. Mm-hmm. But then, well, if he stays inside of his family tree, he, can leap, he yeah. can leap along the family tree. and Well, if you start doing that, then he can go anywhere.
2: Yeah, and you, you know? know, I don't mind that as long as we're like, as long as they hang a lantern on it and say, "Like, I didn't know I could do that." Yeah. What is this? <laughs> like, as long as the lantern is hung, I'm okay with it. Generally.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. What is? Let me find one here that I that I did like. Uh, there's not many of them. <laughs> New Heart. I like the, the the finale to New Heart. Did you ever see that?
2: Yeah, and I think New Heart is responsible for all the pressure on every other every subsequent series to have a great series finale. Oh yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I kind of like that the actual end of the finale is, is, is a joke. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he wakes up next to his wife from another show and says, oh, I just had the weirdest
2: dream. Yeah. <laughs> you should wear more sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if actual like, if fans of Newhart who didn't watch the Bob Newhart show were, uh, were angry about that.
1: I don't know that there were a whole lot because mean you think about the time. Because they didn't have as much to choose from back then as we have now, so people that were that were going to watch a, a, a New Heart centered show, they knew who he was and they had probably seen his other show, at least seen episodes of it, even if they didn't watch yeah. it
2: religiously or whatever. Did you ever see the joke alternate ending to Breaking Bad? Uh-huh. It's, um, uh huh. It's basically it plays out like it did in the show, and then. Uh, Brian Cranston wakes up and he doesn't have the beard, he has hair again, and he's like, he's Hal from Malcolm in the Middle and he wakes up next <laughs> to so Lewis, well. Yeah, and he's like, I just had the craziest dream, I was a meth dealer
3: and <laughs> what? <laughs> that is funny. Which is probably like, in Malcolm in the Middle, it's Hal and Lois
2: had ever gotten a divorce, that's probably where he would have ended up. Yeah, <laughs> he could have. Because when she, yeah, I love Malcolm in the Middle, and that's a great series finale, too. I don't think I've ever seen the finale. Um, basically, uh, you know, uh, you haven't seen it. No. She hasn't seen it yet. Okay, I can't say it. No, you're good. <laughs> it's a great series finale. Uh, so I'll just say that, and it, it wraps up things nicely. Um, but, um I'm I'm I am i i do not know what I was saying now. Uh, Have you ever heard
1: the the theory that uh, Walter White caused the epidemic from The Walking Dead?
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> they, had, they had blue meth in. There the was an episode
1: death. in the first season where Daryl reaches into uh, his brother. I can't. What was his brother's name? Meryl, Meryl's bag, and pulls out a bag of blue meth. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, oh, oh, so the blue meth is what caused the virus that turned everybody into zombies. That would be
2: fantastic. <laughs> Only in that, that would be really a really interesting idea. Like, I don't want to actually have to watch Walking Dead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you, <know, laughs> you don't watch the
2: one. I kept holding off because like, everyone was like, <coughs> "Well, look, it's good, it's really good." And then the showrunner and Bob Kirkland had had it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He might be a total jerk, but I've liked everything I've ever read by Bob Kirkland. So mm-hmm. I was like, eh, okay. And then the next showrunner comes in. He has it out with Bob Kirkland, and he leaves. And I'm yeah. like, this show is going to get canceled or something. Something terrible's <laughs> going to happen.
1: It uh, keeps going. And people keep going.
2: telling me like, oh man, you got to watch it until like two years ago when all of my friends who had been egging me to watch it were yeah. like, yeah, it's just really gone off the rails. I, I still was, watch
1: it. I'm not I'm not as religious about it as I was in the first four or five seasons because back then, I mean, I loved it. Didn't miss an episode. Now I'm probably six, seven episodes behind, but um, I enjoy it and they, it shows no signs of stopping because they've, they, they're planning another spinoff and they're planning like three movies, TV movies that they're going to come out with and and all that. So and somebody's, that was, somebody's watching it. Uh,
2: that does not make me want to watch it more. i like, I've got too much to watch. Yeah, <laughs> Every, yeah, every, true. you know, CW's going to come out with another thing. Like, <laughs> like, we were joking on the show the other day on DC on screen that, um, uh, every time you cut off the head of one, uh, two more come back, <laughs> one, two more come back. <laughs> yeah. The CW shows are Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> like you get rid of Arrow because it's ending next year. It's like, Oh, it's going to be Batwoman and something else.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: ah.
1: Um, all right, so the X the X Files had two bad finales.
2: <laughs> I never saw the limited series.
1: Oh, really? No, I remember the. I limited. enjoyed the first season of the new series. Mm-hmm. The second season had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Had a couple episodes that I thought were really good. There was one episode uh, from the from the second season that was all about um, technology, kind of trying to kill them. You know, it's like every every modern. Or futuristic technology that they came across was trying to kill them, <laughs> and uh, and they didn't talk. I mean, like the entire episode was them in silence. They were at dinner; they weren't really talking to each other. They were just kind of kind of eating, and and then you know things would happen, and they would uh, and they would start to say something, and they didn't. And I think Mulder said one word towards the end of the episode, or something like that. Because well, about ten minutes into the episode, they go their separate ways, and they both go home. And of course they're not gonna spend a lot of time at home by themselves talking, you know. <laughs> but it was uh, but it, that was an interesting episode. But the the original series finale I found unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. And then they bring the show back and I was excited, oh, they bring the show back, and then the the next finale was unsatisfying in that they kind of filmed it as though it were a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm but then the, it's not coming back yeah you know? Jillian
2: Anderson doesn't want to come
1: back anymore. yeah which they, she had said she didn't want to come back before they even did that so yeah. I'm like
2: I'm just I'm, I'm mad at Chris Carter basically <laughs> that's what it comes down to
1: but uh, but yeah I mean the X-Files was one of my favorite shows uh, in the 90s and then you know it just it was about the time that David Duchovny left yeah is when it really started to get
2: when it was Doggett and Reyes it was yeah it got real Iffy for me.
1: Yeah. And then when it came back, Reyes was in it, but she was, she was like working for the smoking man now or something like that. Something. Yeah. And then Doggett wasn't in it at all because he's, he's too busy doing stuff in Hollywood, I guess. But, um, (laughs) Did you watch the Big Bang Theory finale from this past week?
2: I didn't. You haven't watched it. Okay, uh, I won't no. say anything about it. I, I don't watch it. I'm not going to watch oh, it. I don't okay. like the show. I don't like Chuck Lorre. Oh, really? I don't like the pacing. I don't. I don't like laugh tracks. I can't do laugh tracks anymore.
1: That, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a. It, it's kind of something from a bygone era, I guess. It's it's one of the last sitcoms that I can think of that's that's filmed in the way that it's where it's like in front of a studio audience mm-hmm. and like three cameras or whatever. Most everything is filmed single single camera now, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I mean if okay, listeners, if you haven't watched the Big Bang Theory finale, I, I'm going to spoil it. Basically, Sheldon and Amy win the Nobel Prize mm-hmm. for. That's another thing about finales is that you've got a, a show that's supposed to be about quote unquote normal people. You know that they're not normal, but they're but they're they live normal lives. You know they right. they live in an apartment, they have a job, you know all that kind of stuff. And so they're kind of like everybody else, and then and then in the finale they become super famous and rich or whatever. It's like, why do you, why does your life have to change that much all at once? Yeah, you know? they do that a lot in, in finales. It seems like, or you've got uh, you've got um, shows like Good Times, mm-hmm. where the whole premise of the show is how hard these people's lives are. And then just everything comes together in the, in the last 30 minutes of their, of their show.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, Oh, we're buying a brand new house. Oh, and we're having a baby. You know, yeah. <laughs> everything's coming up roses in the last episode. Um, what about, uh, Roseanne? So you didn't like, you said you didn't like Chuck Lorre shows, but Roseanne, and I'm not even talking about the new Roseanne mm-hmm. because that, that her show didn't really have a finale because, she went off the rails and did her Twitter thing during the yeah. the hiatus or whatever, so her show just stopped and then they brought it back as another show. But the original Roseanne,
2: mm-hmm.
1: do you remember that finale?
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: <laughs> so the whole last season of the show, uh, she won the lottery and she had like a hundred and something million dollars, and their lives were changing and mm-hmm. and all that. And then in the last episode, you find out that everything that had happened since she won the lottery or since right before she won the lottery was a story she was writing. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, by the way, Dan's dead.
2: I thought the whole show was a, was, was one of her books because she said, uh, Becky and yeah, Ed that's Gardner right. Were switched.
1: Or yeah, that's right. Cause I remember when I, when I watched it originally, I was thinking because, uh, they showed, I think they showed her, um, in her little office mm-hmm. writing her book. There was an episode in the first season, where Dan built her an office and told her he wanted her to start writing again. Mm-hmm. And I think that finale was supposed to say that everything that happened after that, okay. after that episode, was a book that she was writing. Because so she swapped the girl's husbands around. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And, uh, and she said that uh, her sister was a lesbian, her mother wasn't. It was the other way around on the show. And then she said Dan died of a heart attack. At and, the then they bring, wedding. and then when they bring the show back... And Dan's alive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know? She woke up <laughs> and said she had a dream where she was a writer. Or yeah.
1: Yeah. So, the, so they un, they undid what they undid or whatever. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, th- when finales go to the point that they're going to tell us that everything that we saw up until that point wasn't true, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, uh, was it was it Dallas or Din- which one was who shot J.R. or whatever? That was Dallas. Yeah. And you find out that, that all season. that was a dream. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that kind of stuff. It's like the writers want to do something, and then they don't really know how to finish it, so they just undo all of it. <laughs> I
2: didn't mind it when they did it for Married with Children for a season.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because she was she was pregnant, and she lost, she lost a baby she in real in life. In real life,
2: yeah, yeah, so they just kind of swept that season under the rug. But that was a terrible series finale. Married with Children? Married with Children's season I, finale. It, I don't it, remember. It, it, they didn't do anything. It was like Kelly was going to get married to some dude. And it turned out he was a you know piece of crap, and you know, I think I think they fought her uppity family in the backyard or something. Yeah, and then like a title card came up and says "Thanks for 11 years." Oh, was so they just like,
1: like just like a normal episode or whatever, I guess.
2: Yeah, because they didn't shoot it like a series finale. And um, Ed O'Neill has a story where he's in the way he found out the show was canceled. Is he's in a he's in like a restaurant. And he's eating breakfast, and he overhears a couple talking about how they just heard on the radio or whatever that Married with the Children was canceled. <laughs> and he finished his meal, and he goes over and hands them money, and he said, let me get this. It's on me. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. And he's like, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> and, and walked out. And I think Christina Applegate said she heard it on the radio. Oh, wow. Like, Fox didn't even tell any of them that their show was canceled.
1: Fox is bad about I mean, for one thing, they they cancel stuff before it really has a chance to to do anything. Anyway,
2: well, they gave them eleven years. and yeah. they were a huge success. I guess they were just like, mm, they're too they're too expensive to. So do they had. So, so when they filmed that
1: episode, they probably didn't even know that they were doing a finale. Didn't. It was just a, it was just an episode. They
2: knew it was a season finale. Yeah, so they didn't know it was a series.
1: Um, one finale that I would I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up was the uh, the last episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Uh-huh. Because it okay, I want to say Brandon Braga. Is Brandon Braga the one that wrote that episode? I think uh, so.
2: Berman and Braga, I think both wrote it. Okay. So well, Maybe it was Brandon Braga. Braga but...
1: says that that after he after they filmed that episode, that was the only time he can remember Scott Bakula being so mad at him that he wouldn't speak to him. Wow. You know, because they felt like they took the last episode of their show and turned it into a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, mm-hmm. which it kind of is. I mean, it's. I mean, why do you have to bring in Riker and Troy to to make it look like are they, are you saying that the whole show took place on the holiday? Or what, are you, what are you trying to say here? But uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't seen that episode, it's like uh, Riker is on the holodeck. And he is watching a recreation of all the stuff that happened on Enterprise. And he's just playing the part of the chef. Mm -hmm. And then Troy comes in and she's talking to him about the whole stuff around Pegasus and what happened on Next Generation and everything. It just... They could have had a finale without having all that.
2: Yeah, I... You know, a lot of I've heard a lot of people complain about what happened because like, the show is like six years after the, the previous episode of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So, I've heard a lot of people complain about like where they left Trip Tucker, or you know, different different aspects of different you know uh, relationships on the show. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a problem with any of that. My biggest problem was Riker and Troy. Yeah, like I didn't want to see Riker being chef and whatever he was doing. Yeah. Uh, I I thought it was, it, I thought it sullied the Pegasus because I thought that show was pretty well wrapped up. Yeah. And why he made the decisions he made. Um, I didn't need to see him, how he made that decision. And, Plus he's uh, like
1: 50 pounds heavier than he was in that episode. Yeah, so. I mean, I wasn't going <laughs> to go
2: there, but yeah. And it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I was a little, I mean, I guess you can headcanon it and say like, well, it's always capable of doing this, but he that when he left the holodeck, his clothes disappeared and changed. And yeah, in, in Next Generation, they dress up to go. to the holodeck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, you have uh, First Contact where Picard says he needs uh, whatever it was tw- early twentieth century, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess it replicates that. stuff. I guess you can do both. You can yeah. con it. Or just imagine it, but um, yeah, there's a lot of weirdness there. And but I will say, I can still watch that episode and cry at the very end when when Archer is getting up to form the Federation, and then it goes into the space, the final frontier, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did like like that part. The cut between the different ships and everything. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, yeah, you won me over, yeah. Like that part was definitely uh, definitely a love letter to the fans as they claimed it was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, just you know, Voyager is probably my least favorite series. Not that it's a bad series. I mean, they had. You know,
2: it's okay. It is. It is a bad series. It
1: is a bad series. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There's some stuff on Voyager. There is some stuff on Voyager that I really like. But likewise, the um, I thought that that I thought that their finale was better than the Enterprise finale. Really? Because. Uh, but I also, at the same time, I think that they were kind of piggybacking off of the success of the Next Generation finale, yeah. and trying to hit the same beats that they that they had, you know, using the time travel and the future versions of characters and all that kind of stuff, uh, back and forth in time and all that. So
2: I think I wound up just feeling like Janeway's actions were wholly selfish.
1: And but that's the whole series. Like, Ad, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like Admiral Janeway just did some—I uh, don't know—I just don't agree with her decision to go back in time and, and try to change things again. Like,
1: like go back in time and stop yourself from murdering Tuvix That's she should do. Oh,
2: <laughs> yep, a character who was wholly more entertaining than either of the original You're characters.
1: Right. <laughs> All right, I think that's. Do y'all have any that you wanted to bring up before we uh, before I close out?
3: Oh, I want to talk about Boy Meets World.
1: Boy Meets World? Yeah. The original version or the, the oh. Girl Meets World version?
3: <laughs> For sure, Boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is one of my favorite finales.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever saw the, the finale to that. Oh, yeah.
3: It is it is one where I just looked up the quotes to get, like, Feeny's last couple of words correct. And, I mean, it's something where, like, I haven't seen the finale in a long time, but even just reading some of the dialogue still makes me tear up.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so
3: great. So Feeney's – some of his last words are believe in yourselves, dream, try, do good. Mm. It's just so great.
2: Yeah. They're like, don't you it's mean so do awesome. well? And he's like, no, I mean do good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. it's
3: so good. I don't even remember everything <coughs> that happened in that episode. I just remember yeah, that scene know. where um, Sean, Eric – Corey and Topanga are in the classroom with Feeney telling him goodbye. Yeah, so great.
1: When they brought, did you did you ever watch The Girl Meets yes. World? Okay, you know, we watched, watched every episode. Every episode yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch every episode. <laughs> I watched because my my daughter when it when it started, my daughter was of about the right age that that show would have been marketed toward. But mm-hmm. so I watched the first episode with her, and then they showed Mister Feeney just standing off in the corner, and he spoke to he spoke to Corey for a second. I was like,
0: oh, Mister Feeny. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Uh, now on the opposite side of that, the series finale of Saved by the Bell, Mm. you remember that at all? Yeah,
3: the college years? No, this is
1: the show because when it, um, when it it came on, (laughs) they announced that they were going to do like a Saved by the Bell, the college years or whatever. So the actual series finale of Saved by the Bell was only like 15 minutes long because they wanted to save... 45 minutes of that hour to be the premiere of the college years, mm-hmm. you know, so it really got the shaft. And not only that, they did uh, they did this thing where Scree I think Screech was the valedictorian
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Jesse That's was right. the salutatorian. That's right. And then when Screech got up there to give his speech, he says, but. I don't want to give my speech. I want to give it to my, I want to give this opportunity to my best friend, Zach. So, Zach gets up there. He's not a or salutatorian or anything, but he gets up and makes a speech in front of the class. I'm like, you didn't do anything. There's a YouTube channel called um, Zach Morris is Trash. Yeah. It is hilarious. I mean, it just goes back and so shows this is all the terrible things that Zach Morris did. And he's
2: the main character yeah. of this show. Um, yeah, so I, I will tell you one that, always annoys me and it's just it, it was back in the what 60s late 60s early 70s uh i think it was late 60s 68 maybe the final episode of the andy griffith show
1: it was just a just another episode basically it wasn't though yeah
2: it was setting because they knew they were going to do maybear pilot so they knew they were going to do Mayberry RFD. yeah and it was a backdoor pilot for that show yeah where they introduced uh or they brought in um Freaking Sam Jones, I think this was his name. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah,
1: that's right. Kim that's Barry true. played him. Yeah. Kim Barry's
2: yeah. character, but they introduced uh, a bunch of. I think it was. Italian people mm-hmm. or yeah. something that were going to work on his farm. Mm-hmm. And it was like chaos. But you're going, Oh, the hijinks that will happen on. And New they Disney weren't even show, on Mayberry RFD. And then they weren't even on Mayberry RFD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it was just like the weirdest thing. Like Andy's barely in the finale. And then the first episode of Mayberry RFD, like Andy and Helen get, get married. Yeah. And Barney comes back for a minute. Yeah. And then it, it's just basically the last season of Andy Griffith show, but with Ken Berry there instead not being the sheriff just yeah. being a dude yeah who has a farm right and then you know second season uh, premiere of rfd you bring in andy and helen to christen their baby who by the way was not featured in return to mayberry
1: right um, yeah
2: <laughs> who would have been about 14 so i like the head cannon that he would have been in school right because of the time of year they you know moved back to mayberry yeah <laughs> he's finishing at the school year don't worry <laughs> <laughs> it was around election time so yeah all right i don't know i have a weird I, thing i like
1: uh i okay so i remember when i was a kid I, I watched Andy Griffith's show a lot because my my grandfather watched it every day mm-hmm. you know and uh i remember mayberry rfd vaguely because i'm i i remember that uh andy wasn't on the show but he was actually on it more than you remember because mm-hmm. the first, the first season I think he was in the first five or six episodes. Yes. But he was just like a background character. They went in the courthouse once or twice. Sam was, uh, he was a farmer, but I think he was on the city council too. Mm-hmm. So they, they spent a lot yeah. of time at the city council office and stuff like that. That last, You're right, that last episode of Andy Griffith was just a backdoor pilot for that show. And... um how, let's see, who who else was on Mayberry RFD? I know Howard, Howard was Sprint, there, yeah. They had Emmett. Emmett. And they started a weird
2: thing. Yeah, they had Goober. Yeah. And they did, started doing a weird thing where they were talking about Emmett, and Emmett would talk about his shop, like he'd been there for like 20, 25 years. Oh, yeah, the whole time. And you're like, dude, that was Floyd's barbershop. Yeah. We know what it was. Yeah. They, you moved <laughs> into Floyd's barbershop. Yeah. You've been there for 25 years. <laughs> you may
1: have been in business that long, but you weren't in that location.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe RFD lasted what two years or something like that. That was, it was three. That was the was thing somewhere. back then. It's like every show had to you. You couldn't just end the show. You had to end the show and then start a spinoff, yeah, or something like that. About but, about you know, some other
2: characters. Maybe RFD was still doing good in the ratings. They got canceled because like the uh, the head of programming, his wife didn't like quote unquote rural. Television. The Rural
1: Purge. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember reading about that because they got rid of Beverly Hillbillies.
2: They got rid of um, Petticoat yeah.
1: Junction. Yeah, all that stuff yeah. got canceled all at the same time.
2: I don't know how I feel about knowing all that, but <laughs> I shouldn't
1: know that. The
2: part of the country that we live in, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it none of my family knew that I was I came to them you know yeah. guess what I found out the bat
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Return to Mayberry movie nobody remembers that movie but me <laughs> I'm I am glad to meet somebody who remembers that movie Return to Mayberry came out in like the real the, like the late 80s, like 88 89 85 so 86 oh, oh okay. okay Harvey okay.
2: Bullock wrote it which was weird
1: and I tried to find I don't even think you can find it on YouTube or anything uh, uh-huh.
2: if you buy the complete series set of the Andy Griffith show you can get it it's, it's there at least
1: okay because uh and and then they made the, the whole thing was mainly about um, uh, Ernest T Bass and he was working for some corporation they were having him pretend to be a monster in the lake or or something oh he like was that, just that right?
2: restaurant owner the guy that bought um that bought the little restaurant that they went to went to with the fun girls
1: Oh, the okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: and he was trying to he was trying to get people to go to that restaurant because it was overlooking that lake. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. And then they had uh, uh, Barney and Thelma Lou got married. Even though Thelma Lou was she got married during the show to somebody else. Yeah, that's right. And then, but I don't know if her husband died or if they got divorced or whatever in the meantime. Because when they win this year again in this, yeah, she's single, and her and yeah. her and Barney get married, and then they reelect Andy as a sheriff, even though he has not hasn't. He hasn't been anywhere that even, uh, like he was a- remotely interested in being sheriff for the last 15 20
2: years, or, or wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if if you look get at Barney truth, and Andy, yeah. you're like, "Yeah, I definitely want to get yeah. back."
1: <laughs> yeah, Barney, <laughs> Barney doesn't need to be in charge. <laughs>
2: yeah, I that's always sure. remember what Gomer said to Andy at the beginning of that movie. He says, "Yeah, he's he's acting sheriff. He ain't done nothing stupid in a good two months." <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's
1: no. You got Go, Gomer and Goober finally working in the fill yeah. station
2: together. together. I think they, they own them. it together. Yeah, now, the g and G repair shop or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. This has been the Andy Griffith podcast. But <laughs> it could be. I, I
2: could do a podcast on that show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's all I've got to talk about. Other, than, you know. What did you What did you think of the DS Nine season finale or series finale? Oh, uh, that was a, that was a, a, another good one that was a good one where they they actually do put it at a stopping point because yeah. they weren't
0: they weren't like the next
1: generation where they were going to come back. They then they're going to come back and make yeah. a movie or whatever. So they had to wrap everything up. Yeah. And, uh, so they put all the characters in a place where if we're, if, if we never see them again, you know, we're okay with it, you know, but if something happens and we can come back again, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the, everybody's in places, you know, yeah. places, places, everyone, um, but yeah, they, and you watched the documentary. We're going to do an episode about the documentary here in the, in another week or so that that Good. came out. Of, yeah. But I would like that that season eight that they talked about in that documentary. I would mm. not mind that. I don't think it would ever happen because Avery Brooks doesn't want to. Oh
2: really, yeah, you yeah. Didn't even give him for the documentary. <laughs> yeah, he's he's <laughs> done. He says, uh, "Yeah, he's, I'm still in Cisco, basically York." Now you just you try to talk to him, he's like, ping. <laughs> I'm jazz.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that. Did you ever see the the Captain's documentary that Shatner did? How about yeah? Well, yeah. And that's that's what they pulled. What the head of him in this came yeah. from that basically.
2: And it, it basically looked like Shatner was in our nursing home trying to talk to someone with dementia. like Because oh, Avery Brooks is just playing on the piano. He's like, yeah. And is like, yep, that's nice. I don't know what to do with you. How about that?
0: How about that?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Avery. All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, guys, uh, make sure you check out CosmicPotato.com, where we got everything that's on our network available to download there. Uh, David C. Robertson, tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Uh, well, if you're into the DC stuff, we uh, do a podcast called DC On Screen. You can go to dconscreen.com. We're on iTunes. We're pretty much everywhere. Uh, trying to get our Spotify sussed out. We'll be on there at some point soon. And uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, Star Trek startrekucast.com. Star Trek Universe Podcast.
1: Okay. Alright, well thank y'all for being here. Appreciate thank it. you, man. And until next time, guys, uh, take care. Bye-bye. Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at, mail at
2: cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the
1: show grow by giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.